The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Hey, my love bugs, how was your week? How did you do with your joy bomb home play of feeling into your own precious inner being, that energy field that powers you? I hope you're finding that practice as rich and yummy and elevating as I always have. And I hope you've gotten even more comfortable with your practice of asking yourself, darling, what are you feeling? Darling, what do you need? Darling, what would you love? I know some of you told me that using terms of endearment for yourself was difficult in the beginning. One sweet soul said it brought tears to her eyes every time she did it. And I get that. I get that, sweetheart. I feel you. In coming episodes of this podcast, we'll be doing quite a bit to upgrade our authentic relationships with ourselves. It won't be as difficult as it sounds, I promise. It's all about habituation and being deliberate with some effective tools. So for goodness sake, if you're having any trouble being kind and compassionate with yourself right now, please don't add to the problem by judging yourself for that. Right where you are right now is precisely where you're meant to be. And I promise you can count on me to keep you moving in the right direction from here. Sound good? My guest today will offer a beautiful perspective on that particular struggle, among many other things. Rob Knack is a dear, dear, precious friend of mine. He's an Ivy League educated positive psychology expert, a celebrity happiness coach, an executive coach, an author. He's been endorsed by Oprah, by Vanessa Williams, many others. He's been on Good Morning America, The Today Show, Access Hollywood, E! Own, featured in GQ, Self Magazine, Health, Cosmopolitan, and Glamour. And even all those fancy accolades are nothing compared to just who he is and his incredible, insightful soul. You're about to see what I mean, so I want to just get him in here. Rob, I am so thrilled to have you as my virgin podcast guest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I feel so grateful to be here. I mean, to be in conversation with you ever, Lisa, is always a treat and a gift. So thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, back at you, my beautiful friend. I am so excited. So just so that you get a sense of what I've been doing here, these first Do Joy podcasts 
are providing the foundation. I like to think of it as laying out the picnic blanket for the banquet of vibration elevation techniques that our listeners are soon going to be incorporating into their lives. So as you would well imagine, since you and I have taught these things together for so long, I've been explaining bucket beliefs and how they form. I've introduced these darling listeners to the concept of the filter, that energetic membrane that determines how they're perceiving and creating what appears to be their objective reality. And I've made clear that everything out there is just a creation born of what's in here. And I know that you embody all of these principles on such a profound level. And you've been very generous in the past about sharing your story of coming from a very dark place to being this truly radiant sunshine presence that you are in the world today. So I know this is a big kind of open-ended starter question, but I wanted to just invite you to share some of what you consider to have been the biggest contributors along your journey, the things that have really moved the needle for you from that point A to point B. Wow, that's such a great question. Um, I'd say the first, you know, I learned most things the hard way (laughs) through like failure. So, you know, I find it kind of strange and interesting and incredible that I work as a happiness coach but I was the least happy person ever, I feel like, as a small child. Sure. So first contributor was, um, I think, just unhappiness. I was deeply depressed and suicidal for a long time. So I think when you're that suicidal and that depressed for like two decades, it sort of lights a fire underneath you to either live really blissfully and joyfully or not at all. Yeah. So that was the first, I think, major contributor. I mean, that, and of course, my parents, right? I, Two incredible parents and an incredible family. Um, but then along the way, you know, so many things were helpful. I mean, so many incredible teachers like yourself, without question, you know, um, Abraham Hicks, you know, I was always an Abraham Hicks fan and Eckhart Tolle and Rupert Spear and Ramana Maharshi and so many, Marianne Williamson. I mean, there's so many, we go on forever. Um, but yeah, lots of contributions along the way. That's been our bond for a very long friendship now. It's been a, over a decade-long friendship, and that's that's what we always just get so excited about talking about and comparing notes on and recommending resources to one another. So I get that. I, I credit all those teachers as well, for sure. And, you know, coming from that, that dark place, do you remember any actual shifts in in um were were there any like memories that stand out of like this is what turned me around i know the teachers you know in the in the gradual all of that but i'm just wondering if there were any milestones oh for sure i mean uh i think there were plenty but there was the, ma- the first major one i think that opened my eyes um you know to, to the possibility of a different life was was actually when i got to a place when i was like sure that i was going to commit suicide you know i was genuinely ready to end my life because I just couldn't find a way to get happy. You know, I thought good grades would do it or maybe some friends would do it or beautiful girlfriend would do it or, you know, making money would do it. And I at some point had all those things and I still felt really depressed. And I thought about just ending it all as much as I thought about anything. So I decided to do some research and um, I decided I was going to slash my wrist and um, you know, I sort of got a kitchen knife and I dug it into my wrist and, you know, even when you're, when you think you're ready to commit suicide, you still won't want to experience any more pain. You're trying to escape the pain. So when I put the knife into my wrist, I was sort of just testing to see how painful it would be at first. And strangely enough, in that moment, I just felt like real peace and joy 
and, uh, and, and sort of loved, you know, without a real good reason for it, you know. And so at that moment, I decided I was going to postpone the suicide for just like a couple minutes. I mean, it sounds so ridiculous now, but it was a big deal then, like, you know, to postpone it at all. Um, but I did, and I started doing some research. So that was the first moment when I was like, oh, wait, I haven't changed anything, and nothing has changed in terms of my external circumstances and conditions at all. But I feel inside differently. So it was like a, suddenly a, a, a recognition that, first of all, I, I could feel better. I didn't know how yet exactly. But also that I could feel better despite external conditions and circumstances not changing. You know, there's a vague sense of that. So that was the real big first time that I was like, oh, there's more going on here. And there's a possibility that I could feel better. And I think that was huge. Oh, that is huge. I have goosebumps. I mean, just you, it, it, it was when you needed it most that that insight just came in, in into your being. You felt joy and you realized that that's an inside job and it's not about those things out there. And I've heard you tell it before, but I really am touched by that story. There are so many um, articles and, and things about interviews of people who attempted suicide and, and failed at that attempt and how grateful they are afterwards that, that you know, because they, it, it's such a, it can be such a pivotal point in life. And, you know, we talk about in joy school, when you pull the arrow back, the, the or the bow back, the, the farther you pull it back, the faster and farther the arrow is going to fly because it's that contrast that gives you that momentum to, to create something different. And you certainly have, you are the most exquisitely radiant, joy filled being. I have the pleasure to have in my circles and I just can't can't imagine the that distance from A to B says says, says the light itself Lisa says the light <laughs> itself I mean I appreciate that so much and I receive that and you're absolutely right that um you know the contrast makes life beautiful in so many ways right it's the bitter that makes the sweet that much sweeter and it was that experience for me of being so deeply depressed and suicidal and then having this experience that made the experience so powerful for me, right? It was really moving and touching in this sort of like indelible way that I just sort of couldn't really understand at the time. And um, it's because of that moment that I decided to do more and more research. But instead of focusing just on, you know, ways or means and methods to kill yourself, I started looking at like, what is depression and what is happiness? and you know, I was kind of also blown away that like, I wasn't alone. Like, you know, and to your point, the other piece of it is that folks that generally have one suicide attempt don't tend to repeat it. They don't tend to have a second suicide attempt. And that doesn't mean that people don't, but just generally that's not the case. And so you bring up a great point, which is this gratitude piece of it. It's like, you know, gratitude comes in all sort of different colors and flavors and fragrances. Um, but for me, it was this moment when I sort of decided I wouldn't kill myself, or at least not right then. It, it brings to mind for me um, Aristotle's concept of entelechy, that, that every person, every plant, every animal, every being has a potential that they're here to realize and that every single thing that happens in their journey is just moving them toward that potential and that that 
forward unfolding and certainly look what uh you know you've you've stepped into your entelechy in this like beautiful brilliant way that that had to have been a step toward it oh shivers lisa every time i talk to you i get these soul shivers it's like <laughs> incredible i don't know how you do it but you always just dive right in and touch me in the heart and you're absolutely right about that what's interesting is the entire time i was really sort of begging and wanting purpose i always thought i was going to be a professional basketball player and part of what contributed to me being so depressed was the recognition that that wasn't going to happen and I really at that point even more so wanted to discover my purpose and what's interesting is is that purpose was always buried or wrapped in this unhappiness and this depression of mine and so it's kind of wild actually that as I look back now every single thing and conversation that happened to me my entire life it's like this perfectly, beautifully woven tapestry that has led me to discover my purpose, right? It's wild. It's like all perfect in so many ways. As a kid, you know, even as a young adult, you complain about your parents and you complain about this and that not working out. And then you just look back, you're like, I wouldn't change any of it because it's allowed me to discover and realize and hopefully live out my purpose in a way that I couldn't have otherwise. Absolutely. Every step. Every step took you right where you are. <laughs> I, I always try not to be in middle school about it and start thinking of Steve Martin and his special purpose and the jerk. I don't know. <laughs> you might not be as old as I am to uh, to remember that reference, but it was funny. Um, <laughs> you're you're uh, to to just for some reason I keep feeling being drawn to Aristotle's work. He calls it conscious insight when you that that only we humans have privy to conscious insight where we can actually acknowledge what you just acknowledged that every single thing that happens is a gift wrapped in strange paper we like to say and um and and that's what i think you're really the master of is conscious insight and that's certainly a key that we're we're you know we both have kind of built our careers around is helping our clients to see conscious insight so that they can can have joy where where a lot of times joy isn't found Oh, I love that so much, Lisa. Conscious insight. That's absolutely right. And of course, we all have this deep, infinite, divine wisdom and intuitive sense that we can tap to it at all times. And the challenge, of course, is tapping into it, right? And trusting it. And so that's such a beautiful point that you make. And I think that's something that's worth always remembering that, you know, whatever it is that you're seeking or looking for, particularly if it's inside or direction, it's inside you even when it feels like it's not at all. <laughs> and we always have, you know, we all have that experience where it's like, please just give me an answer, give me a sign, what should I do? You know, but it's always there. And just to remember that it's always there, I think in and of itself is valuable. Absolutely. And and recognizing that our, our tormentors are our mentors. It's, it's always, always a, a piece of it. That's so great, Lisa. Sometimes I joke and call those things I don't want to have happen or those people who are being difficult, personal trainers, they're like personal trainers for my soul or personal trainers for unconditional peace and love and happiness, even unconditional success. And uh, that's also one of the conscious insights, I guess I've sort of discovered along the way, of course, the hard way, which is like, you know, everything that's showing up for you really does and is or can be cooperated with, right? Like it doesn't always feel like it's cooperating with you, but you can cooperate with it in such a way that you can salvage something of incredible benefit that will serve you in ways that you might not see right now. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I think all the really difficult people and situations in my life now, when you're going through it, 
all you want to do is curse at them, <laughs> you sure. know, and, you know, have too many drinks or something. But when I look back now, it's pretty incredible how all of those things have served me in a way that I could not have possibly have planned or scripted. It's wild, actually. Yeah. So you're Rob Mack. When you're in those situations, do you have a little mantra or something that you pull out of your pocket? What helps you to get there maybe a little more quickly than the average bear does when you're in a situation that, that feels hard to accept? Mm. So I really struggled growing up with religion. <laughs> you know, and it's funny that I should say what I'm about to say. So if you're, if you're not religious, please understand that I also wouldn't consider myself religious. Um, you know, I grew up Christian and had a lot of like guilt around that and a lot of confusion around that. The Bible was very confusing for me and I didn't particularly like it, honestly. Um, so I put it all aside and I discovered Abraham Hicks and Eckhart Tolle and Lisa McCourt and all these folks. And so one of the things I think that works well for me is um, I actually like scripture. Um, it doesn't have to be from any particular religious or spiritual tradition. I kind of like them all. They kind of all say the same thing. Um, I'm probably most familiar with the Christian ones. So it's like, the Father and I are one, right? Sometimes I replace that with life and I are one, or the Source and I are one. And all that the Source has is mine. All that God has is mine. All that the Father has is mine. All that life has is mine. I think, and then I try to simply feel into the truth of that, like in a visceral way. I think it's easy to let it get stuck in your head and just repeat it like a parrot, but the real challenge and opportunity is to then get quiet and really try to feel into the truth of that and then let life or source or God or infinite intelligence enlighten you on that topic or theme if there's something to be lightened on, right? That for me is the greatest, I think, one of the greatest practices I've discovered. What could be more simple or powerful than that? And I think that the, the second part that you mentioned where you really do have to get kind of still and quiet, it can't just be paying lip service to those words. You have to feel the words because the truth of those words is in all of us. We, we just aren't always accessing that part of us where it's so true and, and allow yourself to feel the truth of those words. That's beautiful, beautiful practice. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, and it's the very essence of contempl um, contempl contemplative prayer um, and meditation, it's, you can call it affirmation, you might call it a mantra, you know, it doesn't really matter what you call it, um, but the idea is reminding yourself of a truth, one that maybe you don't fully believe now, but you know would certainly serve you if you did believe, and then doing what you can to simply surrender and sink and feel in to the presence of that truth within you. So mm. yes, I love that, Lisa. I love the way you expressed it. No, you did. I love the way you expressed it. <laughs> that, was, that was gorgeous. That was perfect, sweetheart. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, you can get more of Rob Mack's deliciousness at coachrobmack.com. And tell us what's coming up or where you'd like people to find you. I know you're on Insta and all those cool kid yeah. places that I'm not really. Tell us about how people can stay in touch with you. Well, I mostly try and work as Lisa's shadow. <laughs> so wherever you find Lisa, you'll probably find Rob. Um, and website's a great place. I'm all um, over most social media platforms, but probably most consistently Instagram. So that's at Rob Mac Official. Um, you can check out Love from the Inside Out, which is a new book I've got coming out. Should be out at the end of this year, 2021. Um, you can find that everywhere great books are sold, including Barnes and Noble and Amazon. And yeah, that's mostly it for now. 
Fantastic. And we don't have any dates to share with you yet, but Rob and I will be offering some live events through Joy School in South Florida as soon as that makes a little more sense in South Florida. Things are still kind of crazy down here, but we'll be offering some all-day workshops together and uh, we'd love to have you. And I'm sure there will be a virtual option as well if you are not a South Floridian. So watch for that coming up. Rob, thank you for sharing your absolutely beautiful, precious self with us today. You are one of my favorite humans walking the planet. I love you so much, Lisa. It makes me almost, I almost get sad, <laughs> but it's not sadness. It's just an intensity to how much I love and appreciate and adore and am inspired by you. So thank you so much for just being my friend and also having me in conversation. It's um, absolutely transformative for me every single time. Me as well. Thank you, honey. Thank you. I should mention that if you are listening to this podcast prior to October 23rd, 2021, Rob and I are both giving workshops next week through the Infinity Foundation, and we'd love to play with you in that capacity. You can grab your online spot at infinityfoundation.org. Also, Rob is almost always at my weekly Oasis meetings, offering his incredible spot coaching and insight. I'm so, so grateful for his longtime involvement with Joy School, and you're always welcome to join us at Oasis. That information is at my website, lisamccourt.com. Okay, before we move on, I was so moved by Rob's go-to mantra that he just shared with us. Let's do it. Let's just take a moment together to get quiet and centered. You could use your practice of tapping into your inner energy body, if that feels right to you. And just say to yourself, life and I are one and feel into the poignancy of that. See if you can access the deep place inside of you where you know that to be true that there's always a way to cooperate with whatever life is showing you rather than fighting against it. Let's take a moment all together to just feel into that now. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Okay, this week's Joy Bomb is going to expand on the home play you've been doing these past few weeks. You'll continue checking in with your precious heart about your own wants and needs. Continue with this practice of going inward and becoming aware of your electric self. And at a point when you feel centered in this awareness, I want you to use that voice in your head for a gentle self inquiry by filling in the two blanks in a statement I'm going to give you now. You've gotten more accustomed to checking in with your desires, so this will just be a natural extension of that. Using the voice in your head, you'll say to yourself, I want, fill in the blank, but, fill in the blank. 
filling in those two blanks with whatever answers come up from your sweet soul. You could do this as soon as you leave this podcast. You could do it at your regular meditation time, or you could journal with that prompt. And you can go back to it again and again this week if you feel inspired. So there are two places in the statement where you're looking to see what comes up for you. Again, the statement that you're going to say in your head is, I want blank, but fill in the blank. Chances are you've already noticed some buts popping up when you checked in on your desires in these past few weeks. Now is the time to gather them up. Your answers will reveal some important things. Whatever comes up for you after the word but, I want you to treat that information as the pure gold that it is. Your buts all the reasons that you believe you can't have the things you want, everything that you feel is in the way of you having what you want, I hope by now you're starting to see that these are valuable clues as to the contents of your filter. Basically, it's showing you what you've got in your bucket beliefs. All you need to do now is gather up the information. Information is power, my darlings. When you start seeing your filter clearly, that's incredibly powerful. I super encourage you to journal your home play this week. Even if you haven't taken my advice yet about getting a dedicated journal for your joy journey, just grab any old paper so you can capture what comes up for you around this practice. And if you don't know what I'm talking about by Bucket Beliefs, go back and listen to the podcast just prior to this one. Your bucket beliefs are definitions and rules about the world that you established when you were a very young child and you've continued to feed them ever since. Becoming aware of your various bucket beliefs allows you to ultimately drain them of the limiting energy they're exerting on your life right now. So bringing them up into the light of conscious awareness is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And as for your fill-in-the-blank responses to the first part of this statement, maybe you've started to identify a pattern around the kinds of things that you want. What's the flavor of desire that keeps surfacing for you? It could be that a picture is coming into view around your IntelliKey your purpose and highest calling that Aristotle claimed every one of us is here to ultimately recognize and fulfill. Don't worry if that doesn't quite fit in yet with what's going on for you. Just feel out the possibility. See if your intuition might be leading you towards some greater realization about that. Locking into your IntelliKey, your purpose, and taking even the smallest steps toward it is a magic wand for vibration elevation and up-leveling your set point for joy. So we'll be talking more about that. I hope you have an insightful, meaningful experience with this week's Joy Bomb, my loves. If you'd like personal help and attention with this practice, that's what we do in my Oasis membership community. You can read all about it at Oasis at at my site, lisamccourt.com. Maybe you'll want to join Rob and me there. Next week, we'll get into another powerful technique for discovering what's in your filter and cleaning it up so that you can step right into all the juicy, juicy joy that's yours to be had. 
I hope you've subscribed to the Do Joy podcast. Your likes and stars and reviews are always cherished and welcomed. There's a cool app you can download at Do Joy's beautiful host network. You can find that at mindbodyspirit.fm. I'm holding you in my heart this week. Be well, darlings. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. I'll see you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.